Hey, you're listening to Clumsy Theosis, a Catholic podcast that explores topics within the Catholic faith to help us deepen our spiritual lives, own our relationship with the Lord, and strengthen His church. Happy Advent and welcome to the Clumsy Theosis podcast. My name is Rochelle Lucero and I'm really glad that you have tuned in today. Obviously, it's Advent or else I would not have greeted you with Happy Advent. And I just want to check in with you and see how you're doing with this season. Because during Advent, we know that our anticipation for Christmas is supposed to grow every day. And with every day, we're supposed to long for the coming of Christ more and more. And so I just want to see how that's working out for you. Is that really where your head is at right now? Focused on the coming of our Lord. If that's you, then bravo, because that is such a grace. But if it's not you, don't worry about it. It happens. It is even happening to me right now. And it's nothing to worry about because it's not too late for us to refocus and recenter. And the church in her wisdom even offers us a special way for us to do that with the O antiphons. What are the O antiphons, you may ask? Well, the O antiphons are a series of seven short prayers. One prayer is prayed every day between December 17th and December 23rd. And this has been going on since the 8th century, and it's done during Vespers or evening prayer. Every one of the O antiphons starts with the letter O. That's why they're called the O antiphons. You'll hear, O Wisdom, O Lord, O Root of Jesse, O King of David, O Rising Sun, O King of the Nations, and O Emmanuel. Now, if you don't pray the Liturgy of the Hours or Vespers or Evening Prayer, you may have noticed these during daily Mass because since the Second Vatican Council, the O antiphons have been used as the verse before the Gospel reading, which is sometimes also referred to as the Alleluia verse. If this still is not ringing any bells for you, if you still don't know what the antiphons are, don't feel bad. You're not alone. Okay, I am someone who used to pray the Liturgy of the Hours like from the Roman Rite. I used to pray them every day, you know, and I typically always do Vespers, and I would go to uh, daily Mass pretty much every day, and I still had no idea what the O antiphons were until three years ago. Now, to give myself a little bit of credit, I did notice the similarities with the O invocations during daily Mass and even during Vespers, but I didn't have the big picture. I didn't know they were a series of seven prayers that had their own name, you know, that they were called the O antiphons. And because of that, I didn't know any more about them either until someone pointed them out to me. And then once they did, I started looking into them. And I have to tell you, they are probably my favorite part of Advent. Now, the O antiphons are my favorite because, I'm about to tell you all about it, um, is because they call on biblical imagery from the Old Testament. And all of this imagery taps into the longing that the people had for the Messiah. And they draw on that potent hope of this people that is waiting for the soon arrival of the Messiah. Right. And when I explain that, don't you start to see like why the O antiphons are used during Advent? Because they're there to build up our anticipation for the coming of Jesus. Well, there is more. Each of these seven invocations that I just rattled off for you a moment ago, these are all titles for Jesus. And they all come from the prophecies of Isaiah or Isaiah, however you choose to pronounce it. Um, they're all from the prophecies that he foretold about the awaited Messiah. 
and there's a pattern to all of the O antiphons. I love finding patterns and stuff. So it's like a formula for the antiphons. The first part of this formula is obvious it, that they all start with the letter O. This is followed by what I've been referring to as an invocation. These are the titles used for the Messiah. And you can understand why we call them invocations because we are invoking Christ, Jesus, the Messiah. These would also be referred to as Christological titles. Now, if you're looking to impress anybody this Advent, all you have to ask them is, what do you think about the Christological titles in the O antiphons? I mean, really, what's going to get them is all the syllables, because that's it, right? The more syllables that you have, the fancier that you sound. But what follows the invocation is an explanation of what Christ is like or what he's doing when he's fulfilling each of those particular titles. Now, these also come from Isaiah's prophecies along with other Old Testament scriptures, but I'm not going to get into all of those scriptures. And then the final thing that you will see in every one of the O antiphons is a request, and each request starts with the word come. Come fulfill this action or this role today, right? And you can see, like, there's also some very blatant typology here, you know, what the Messiah does in the Old Covenant and what he is called to do in the New Covenant. Man, can you see why I love these O antiphons so much? Like, even though they're not part of the Byzantine tradition, I choose to breathe with both lungs of the church, as St. JP too would say, meaning that even though I follow the Eastern Catholic traditions, I can still get down with the Roman Western devotions and traditions because there is so much spiritual nourishment in them. We're not supposed to, you know, shun things that are not part of our Catholic tradition. As long as they are Catholic in tradition, we should be able to uh, get what we can from them because they are here for our spiritual maturity or our spiritual maturing and growth and all of that, right? And so, like I said, there's so much spiritual nourishment in these seven antiphons, and we can dig into each piece of, of each antiphon even, and we would just be sitting here talking for hours, but we do not have that much time. So here's what I'm going to do. There is also a big picture at work here in the O antiphons. The O antiphons are communicating something that you don't really hear about, and it's kind of foundational in my opinion. And so I like to have a big picture aerial perspective of things before I start adding in all of the details. I think that that's the smart way to learn stuff. I think that you end up with a more comprehensive understanding of things when you do it that way. So what is that big picture, you ask? Well, the O antiphons ascend through history in the beginning and climaxing with Jesus's birth. They are an exaltation of God's saving plan for us that he's been preparing the way for God to become Emmanuel, you know, God with us incarnate since the beginning. And I'm going to show you, or actually I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. Now, this comes from a book called He Cometh by Father McGarry. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read each one of the O antiphons. I'm going to point out what the invocation is. I'll also tell you where you can find that in Isaiah or Isaiah. And if, just for your reference, because the invocation is key for what we're trying to do here today. And then I'll get to the good stuff, which is telling you how each of these O antiphons based off of each invocation, how they are markers as we ascend through history the history of our salvation, of our redemption. Without further ado, let us begin. All right, the first one. 
O wisdom, O holy word of God, you govern all creation with your strong yet tender care. Come and show your people the way of salvation. All right, the invocation here was O wisdom, which you can find in Isaiah 28 verse 29. Here we go back to the beginning, back into eternity, and we're addressing wisdom herself. And yes, wisdom uses feminine pronouns in scripture, which is fascinating, but we don't have time to get into that today. But this harkens back to the gospel of John when he says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Second Antiphon, O sacred Lord of ancient Israel, who showed yourself to Moses in the burning bush, who gave him the holy law on Sinai mountain, come stretch out your mighty hand to set us free. The invocation is O Lord or O sacred Lord, which is in Isaiah 33 verse 22. Now we're at Moses with the law and the law is what? The word of God. All right. And Jesus, we know that he is the new Moses. All right. So moving on to the third antiphon. O flower of Jesse's stem. Sometimes it's O root of Jesse, but anyways. O flower of Jesse's stem. You have been raised up as a sign for all peoples. Kings stand silent in your presence. The nations bow down and worship before you. Come, let nothing keep you from coming to our aid. And here, I'm going to say the invocation is O root of Jesse because I like it better. This can be found in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 10. And here we see that God is preparing the line of David because Jesse is David's father. Moving on to the fourth antiphon. O key of David, O royal power of Israel, controlling at your will the gate of heaven. Come, break down the prison walls of death for those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and lead your captive people into freedom. All right. So invocation here is O key of David. This is found in Isaiah 22, 22. Here we see that David's reign and his power is established, right? And he is a king after God's heart. And we know that Jesus is going to come from the line of David. And next antiphon, O radiant dawn, splendor of eternal light, son of justice, come shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death. Here the invocation is O Radiant Dawn, but I prefer O Rising Sun, which you see also. That can be found in Isaiah chapter 60, verses 19 through 20. And what's happening here is David's line is being raised up. It's being elevated, which is drawing our attention to look up on the rising star in the east. Okay, and this is this gives us allusions to the star of Bethlehem. Okay, so we're getting closer to God being with us, to Christ's incarnation. So the next antiphon is, O king of all the nations, the only joy of every human heart. O keystone of the mighty arch of man, come and save the creature you fashioned from the dust. The invocation here is, O king of the nations, found in Isaiah chapter 2, verse 4. Now, by this time in history, David and Solomon are gone and the people are waiting for their Messiah. And it has been foretold that the Messiah, it has been promised to them that the Messiah is going to be the king of the nations. And this is what's in the heart of of the Jewish people. Okay, and then we get to our final antiphon. O Emmanuel, king and lawgiver, desire of the nations, savior of the people, come 
and set us free, Lord our God. Okay, here the invocation is O Emmanuel, which is God with us. We can find this in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. And this is said on the 23rd, which is the night before Christmas Eve, before Jesus is born in Bethlehem. Here we are invoking Emmanuel, which is God with us, God incarnate in the person of Jesus Christ. And that's the pinnacle, right? Like it can't get any higher than that. You know, God became man so that man could become like God. All right. So I hope that you appreciate this type of a perspective of the O antiphons. I think that this big picture type of explanation is extremely helpful because for me, I see it as a framework. I think it provides context to the O antiphons. Individually, yes, there's a lot of fruit to be had when meditating and praying with each one, which I do encourage you to do. But in the meantime, you can organize the things that you already know about the O antiphons within this framework, within this historical explanation following the and growing, mounting anticipation of a people that is waiting for the Messiah. And when it comes to prayer, like I said, remember that the O antiphons, they are prayers. Yes, there are things that you can learn about them with regard to scripture and, you know, history, kind of like how we talked about today. But whatever it is that you learn, it's intended for you to take it to prayer so that Jesus can not only enlighten your mind, but so that he can also cultivate that relationship with you in the garden of your heart because he wants to make all of those attributes about himself, you know, all of those invocations that we were talking about. He wants to make all of those very real for you in a personal way. And you're never going to know what that is or how that looks like unless you pray with the O antiphons. And because of that reason, I am providing a downloadable sheet on my website with everything that we've covered today regarding the O antiphons. So, Stay tuned until the end of this episode because I'm going to tell you how you can get your hands on this free downloadable that's going to cover everything that we talked about in today's episode. Not only is it going to have the information, it's going to look really cool because I designed it myself. And if you are at all curious, these are the type of things that I give out to my patrons once a month when they are giving at the faithful servant level. So if you like it and you want more things like that, then you might want to consider donating monthly at that amount. But if that is not something that you're able to do, that's totally understandable. But I do want to let you know that I do completely and utterly appreciate every donation that I get to Clumsy Theosis because we're 100% listener supported. With that in mind, if you feel like you've grown or you've learned anything from Clumsy Theosis, I would like to invite you to donate. All you have to do is head over to the website, clumsytheosis.net, and then click the word donate. It's a button up in the menu. And if I'm talking about donors, I have to send a special thank you today before I end this episode, a special thank you to some donors that took advantage of the November special, and that would be Roland and Jeffrey. Both of you, your donation is very much appreciated. Now, again, if you want to get that sheet about the O antiphons that I was talking about, visit this episode's page on my website, clumsytheosis.net. I've also provided a direct link down in the show notes. That's where you read the description for this episode. There's a link down there that takes you directly to that page on my website so that you can download that sheet about the O antiphons. And... If you're someone who already gets my weekly email, or if you are a patron, I've already sent this link to you. Just another benefit to being an 
one of these inner circles. You get stuff without having to go look for it. All right. Yeah. So, oh, one more piece of news. This is my last new episode until the new year. I will be re-releasing previously recorded episodes from either last year or the year before until then. So I'm not going to talk to you until the new year. And I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas and pray that God blesses you real good. And 2020 is amazing for all of us. (laughs) All right, everybody. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in to Clumsy Theosis. I'm so happy that you've been able to hang out. If you want to learn more about Clumsy Theosis, you are more than welcome to visit my website, clumsytheosis.net. From clumsytheosis.net, you will also be able to contact me if you're interested in booking me as a speaker or if you're just feeling generous and you'd like to make a donation. Remember that together we can transform the world by letting the Lord transform us.